Yes, I'm disobeying Allah and I don't care what you think. I don't care that if you see me. I don't care you bust me. When this happens, the Prophet ﷺ teaches us diseases that were not in generations before start appearing. And if they are seeking the forgiveness of Allah continuously, if there's a istighfar in the ummah of Muhammad this ummah will never be punished. Who would have imagined that America, America would enter lockdown? China with all the technology and this not lockdown. Wow. Australia and the system Superpowers. and the lifestyle. Lockdown, you know, lockdown. Tell someone this six months ago, that if this will happen, he will think you're joking. You know, I usually like to start these podcasts on a light note, but the truth is today in Australia, it truly is a sad day for society, especially the Muslim community. It was just yesterday when the government ordered that every single masjid in Australia had to be locked down. And for my guest, Sheikh Amr al-Banna, the Imam of Masjid al-Nur, it was the first day that the entire masjid was shut down from the public. Sheikh, how does it feel? Wallahi, uh, Brother Kamal, يعني, I'm sure every Muslim in the world, not just in Australia, going through these very, very, very tough times. يعني, words can never describe the pain, the agony every Muslim feels or should feel at least. Mm. The houses of Allah Azza wa Jal are closed everywhere. It's mm. not just Australia, it's Does Saudi it Arabia. In, SubhanAllah, yeah, we saw in Medina, I think it was in Medina, the Imam, he was crying like in, in Salat al-Jumu'ah, a masjid which is usually packed to the brim, completely empty. Rightfully so, and, and that's a masjid where at least they're doing the sha'ar. Still they're continuing, symbols you of know, Allah. the symbol the, the symbol of sharia is still taking place. Most of our masajid, other places, there's no salah at all. The masjid is closed, locked down. So they're very, very, very tough times. And it's a sign and a message for every single Muslim to wake up reconnect to Allah Azza wa Jal and uh, take heed from the test that Allah Azza wa Jal is taking the word through. Sheikh, we're seeing a lot of people like, um, you know, rightfully so, this is affecting a lot of people emotionally. We're seeing a lot of tears. I remember seeing one video and I think we should play it. The Imam of the congregation, he's crying after the Salah, I think it was Salat al-Dhuhr and he says, you know, this is the last salah we will have in this masjid. And he started to cry and cry and cry. And one of the congregants, one of the people that were praying with him, they said to him, uh, until when? And he says, until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is pleased with us. And this video, you know, done its rounds on social media. And, you know, part of me does feel like that. You know, maybe Allah isn't pleased with us. What's the, the go with this? Look. Without any doubt, we have to understand and believe as Muslims that Allah Azza wa Jal is in total control of this universe. Mm. No mosque is built without the permission of Allah and no mosque is, shut, is shut without the permission of Allah. Allah said in the Quran, Fi buyutin an Allah Azza wa Jal gives permission for the house of Allah wow. Azza wa Jal to be built. Wow. Without the Ibn of Allah, Without the permission of Allah, no one can worship. To, no one can worship Allah. No one can be a da'i to Allah. Even the Prophet Allah said, "Wada'iyan ila Allahi bi'idnihi." By his permission. By his permission, the permission of Allah has to come. So, if we understand the principle, the concept that everything is in the hands of Allah, nothing happens, nothing moves, nothing takes place without the irada of Allah and the will of Allah. We have to view all these aqdar as tests. SubhanAllah. So definitely, Allah Azza wa Jal is testing the ummah and every Muslim has to question, why is this happening? Mm. Without, يعني, without adding to the grief that yeah. many people are feeling. <laughs> Straight out, yeah. But uh, every Muslim has to take account of himself. Umar radiallahu anhu used to say, حَاسِبُوا أَنفُسَكُمْ قَبْلَ أَن تُحَاسَبُوا Take account of your own selves before Allah Azza wa Jal takes you to account. Wow. So we have to look and see. You, uh, many, many, many Muslims in the Ummah, millions and millions of Muslims in the Ummah, are now, after the houses of Allah Azza wa Jal being closed, they, you can see different reactions. Mm. Some people, 
they were really connected to the house of Allah Azza wa Jal before this happened. They were regular attendees of the house of Allah, five times salah in the masjid, or the majority of the salawat in the masjid. Like the Prophet described, they already have this attachment. The heart is attached to the masjid. For these people, we say, don't worry. Ya Allah Azza wa Jal is giving you the reward of Salat al Jama'ah as if the masjid was opened exactly. Even though they're not praying in the Even masjid. Even though they're not praying, but now they have to question the other actions that they're doing. Why is this happening from a, from a macro perspective? They have to see. So, on that, Sheikh. Do we say that, you know, Allah is trying to tell us something? All right, you know, maybe we, we're not saying Allah is definitely angry with us, but we have to question ourselves and have this fear, have this concern. But what is Allah trying to tell us in, in your humble definitely. opinion? Definitely. Allah Any calamity that comes, especially at this scale this global scale unprecedented it's never unprecedented. seen before at least in our generation in the last maybe 50 60 years in these generations we've never seen anything close to this mm -mm. the majority of us even if never experienced like things like world war Two or you know like <laughs> these major happenings of yeah. the world everything has been smooth it has been a smooth run for so many decades now so for these people it's a wake-up call you have to understand that things do happen on that large scale and they send the message. Allah Azza wa Jal definitely, definitely is sending a message to humanity that something is wrong. Yeah. Allah forgives so much. This is just a taste. Allah Azza wa Jal is sending a small wake up call. Realize Allah Azza wa Jal is in total control. In a second, Allah can change your luxuries, your lifestyle, all these ni'am yeah. that you have been, you know, you, you've been consuming, using, you've adapted to so much like they were given. We're used to it, we're accustomed Allah to Allah Azza it. wa Jal shows you now, wait a minute, remember Allah, remember that this is not a right. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a right that you have, it's just Allah yeah. Azza wa Jal have given you so much yeah. for so many years. Now it's time to beg Allah Azza wa Jal for these bounties again. I guess as, as people who live in a, in a Western country or in a first world country, you know, we made a video on this topic. We get accustomed to these blessings. We get accustomed to these luxuries. And we have this underlying sense of privilege. You know, oh, you know, everything will be fine. Why? Because, you know, I live in a good country. But then Allah is saying, all right, not even those who live in a first world country are safe from a, a hardship, a calamity. And Sheikh, you, you touched on it, you know, it's it's from the hands of people. And there's another verse in the Quran, I think it says, uh, Allah says, Surah Al-Rum, Corruption has appeared on land and in the sea as a result of the actions and decisions and choices of people. SubhanAllah. Again, Allah is only giving a test. Allah Azza wa can destroy everyone. Mm. Allah can, his punishment, subhanahu wa ta'ala, can be destruction for everyone. This is not, I, I personally don't believe this is punishment from Allah. Mm. I believe punishment, when we say punishment, it means dying on disobedience. Mm. When Allah takes your life mm. as a disobedient slave in sin, in haram, in lack of gratitude, that's punishment. Anything under this is a test from Allah, a wake-up call from Allah Azza wa Jal. Mm. So this I don't believe it's punishment. I believe this is a massive wake-up call for all the ummah to sit down and ponder. Only a portion of the sins. A taste. Only a yeah. taste. Maybe they will turn to Allah. And this takes me back to what I was telling you before. For the people who are regular to the house of Allah, already on deen, alhamdulillah, already practicing, they're getting the reward of salah in the masjid regardless. We ask Allah for that, man. But for some people... They never had a relationship with the masjid in the first place. Mm. And it's amazing. I, I had a few of these people that I knew that were not linked to the masjid calling up and asking, can we still come to the masjid? Uh, <laughs> now he woke up. Now he wants to come to the house of Allah Azza wa Jal. For these people, unfortunately, and they're like, may Allah reward them for the intention. Now they want to return. Mm. But Allah Azza wa Jal now has closed his doors. SubhanAllah. Now, we don't say that Allah Azza wa Jal does not want us to pray. No. But we have to also appreciate the ni'mah of the house of Allah. Having a house of Allah is a ni'mah. 
having a place to congregate and worship Allah safely is a ni'mah. It's a blessing of Allah. Not no. everyone is allowed. For years, 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 we used to hear simple talks. You know, the brothers, someone will stand up and give a talk, for example. Yeah. And then he will say, Wallahi, alhamdulillah, my brothers, Allah Azza wa Jal blessed us. And yeah. we prayed salah in jama'ah. Wow. We prayed fajr in jama'ah. And we couldn't help every time he hears something like this, but say in our hearts or even verbally, Oh, are you going to say the same thing again? Oh, brother, alhamdulillah, we've, we've been praying in the masjid for years. I guess we, we, we took advantage of that uh -huh. blessing. We now everyone is realizing, wait a minute, being allowed to pray in jama'ah is a ni'mah of Allah. Yeah. Entering the house of Allah Azza wa Jal is a ni'mah of Allah. Yeah. You have to make gratitude, you have to make shukr. And for those who never had the relationship with the masjid, now there's no more masjid. Now you have to make double the effort. Yeah. Now you have to beg Allah Azza wa Jal for this ni'mah to be available again. I guess there's a saying in English that goes, you don't know what you've got until it's gone. And, and I think we're seeing that manifested today, Sheikh. And, you know, subhanAllah, it's, it's a blessing that, you know, I, I myself, I, I say, you know, we've taken it for granted. You know, we get, you know, when we travel, for instance, Alhamdulillah, I don't need to, to go to the masjid because it's like, oh, I've got this burden. And we, we took it for granted. And I feel like now we realize, Wallahi, it was a ni'mah. We know when the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says, uh, if they knew what was in them, if they knew what was in Aisha and Fajr, they would run, they would crawl to them. If we only knew the, the virtue of this. And then today we're seeing that this is cut. This is completely, whether you liked it, whether you, you didn't attend, it's been blocked off from us. And I think many of us need to appreciate and understand the gravity of, of what's taking place right now and, and, and really don't um, undermine this. And unfortunately, Sheikh, we're seeing that today. A lot of people are undermining this, you know, this epidemic, this pandemic. And I think it's a part of our culture. We have a meme culture. We have a, com we have a comedic culture where we just, you know, take the mickey out of everything. Make a mockery out of this, make a mockery out of that. And even with subhanAllah coronavirus, we're seeing people take it lightly, take it as a joke. And it's unfortunate. Really, the reason why... Let's be honest and, and frank. The reason why the younger generation is taking it lightly is because the media has, has been speaking that the vulnerable sector of society that this virus affects are the elderly. Mm -hmm. Trust me, if, if this virus was targeting everyone and it was actually life-threatening, you won't find these young men making these jokes anymore. Mm -hmm. Everyone will freak out. Everyone will be scared. But everyone has the trust and the confidence in what the doctors and the media are saying. Mm. And now you find some doctors and some media outlets are all saying, beware, it mm. also affects young people. Well, you just know? today they said that. Yeah, a lot of, mm. uh, and, and you, you can see the change instantly in society. Some people now are taking this more serious. From a, from a, from a religious perspective, I think when you put on the glasses of Dean and see things, mm. it should not be viewed whether it threatens me or threaten someone else. Mm. We should see things on a from from a, 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 a holistic a, a holistic, mm. a holistic point of view. When when death is abundant as such, I just read in the morning nearly six thousand people in Italy have passed away. Six thousand. We had like seven hundred just last night in yeah. one night. That's gone. not that's not a small number of people, you know. And in other countries, uh, more than three thousand in China, people are dying everywhere in the world. This person. Uh, until it's you, unfortunately, that's how the nature of our life has lifestyle has become. That's how we view mm. things. That's not if it's not my father, if it's not my grandfather mm. or my mother or my my relative, I just read the news. I read numbers. Or mm. uh, six thousand people died mm. in Italy, you know, mm. or two hundred people died in this country. But if this person was your father, if this person was your was your mother, if this person was a husband or a wife. Mm. Life has changed permanently for you. It's not a joke anymore. And this, but this is unfortunately the selfish nature of human beings. We only get scared and get influenced by what affects me, me up. and my direct family. No one thinks of Ummah anymore. Mm -hmm. No one thinks of, sorry to say, even non-Muslims. You know what? You know what it means. Six thousand people died without La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. Mm. You know Prophet, what it means to die the deprived of the stand up, it's, it's, it's a soul, you know, uh -huh. that died on something other but than this is always a, 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 a symptom of iman. Feeling like this, concern, feeling concerned and worried is a symptom of people are dying without deen.
People are dying without La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah. What, what? But now the selfishness of the nafs, as long as I'm safe, as long mm. as this disease doesn't affect me, mm. I don't care what's happening in the rest of the world, I guess, really. I guess it comes back to that ghafla, the, the heedlessness and oblivion most of us are in. We just think we're immune from calamities. We think we're immune from disasters, whether it's the, I guess, the, the mirage, the illusion of, of usefulness, the mirage of, of being someone of a young age. Brother, sister, you know, yani, no one's safe at the end of the day. And I feel like it's, it's real time that we wake up. Sheikh, I wanted to touch base with you on, on, on a few things. So we said that this is a sign from Allah to return to Allah. And this is a sign that perhaps things aren't going well on earth. Muslims aren't doing the best or, or, or there's an influx of sin around the world. There was a hadith I came across and I think you were the one who taught me this hadith, Sheikh, that when people stop um, forbidding evil, you know, enjoying good is fine. But when people stop forbidding evil, this is when calamities start to descend. Like, like I guess the calamity that we're, we're seeing today. Definitely, definitely. You see, from a Muslim perspective, from a religious perspective, we have to feel responsible for all what happens in the world. This sense of responsibility has to be there. The son of Adam, the Muslim especially, the deputy of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, is responsible for humanity. This sense of responsibility has to come now and we have to understand that no bala, no calamity, no musibah, no hardship descends on earth except with a sin. And no bala is lifted and no karb and hardship is lifted illa bitawbah wa istighfar except by repentance and seeking the forgiveness of Allah Azza wa Jal. This understanding has to come. So many ahadith, not just this, no, yeah. so many ayat, so many ahadith speak about the same principle. This hadith you mentioned, qala sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, latamurunna bil ma'rufi wa latanhawunna anil munkar. You will order people to do good and forbid them from doing evil, stop, you will order them to stop sin. Or soon, the punishment of Allah Azza wa Jal will come to you. Then you will raise your hands in dua and Allah Azza wa Jal will not accept your dua. Sorry to stop the discussion, but if you enjoy what you're watching and would love to see more like this, please head over to our website at www.onepathnetwork.com and consider contributing. Whatever you can give would be greatly appreciated. Jazakallah khairan and let's get back to the discussion. SubhanAllah. I guess we, we're seeing it a lot and I, I feel like it comes down to that, I guess we can say a bit of embarrassment on our part. Like it's, it's very easy and, I, and, I'll, and I'll admit, you know, guilt on this part. It's very easy to do that amr bil ma'roof. It's very easy to say, you know, pray in the masjid. It's very easy to say, you know, you know, it's sunnah to, to fast on a Monday or, or you know, it's a, it's a sunnah to, to, to walk to the, to the masajid. You know, it's very easy to do that. But then when it comes to that nahi, you know, hey, uh, brother, you shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do that. And, and rightfully so, I guess most of us, we probably don't have the right knowledge to, to be doing this. But then again, there is a big portion of that that is attributed to our own, I guess, course, embarrassment. Definitely. We are responsible for both, mm. for inviting people for good and stopping them from evil in a wise way mm. based on the circumstances, based on the conditions, based on the relationship you have with the person. There's fiqh also mm -hmm, mm -hmm. of nahya an al-munkar, how mm. to stop the sin, how to stop the evil, you know? But in general, the majority of the ummah are not even there. Mm. The thought that this is my job. The concern, I guess. The worry, the concern, the feeling that I am responsible is not there. It's none of my business. Mm -hmm. The mood is... Yeah, yeah. I have no, nothing I have to do no with call. Mm. I have I, 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 I work, wife, kids, family, come home. Mm. That's it. Go to the gym. This idea of I'm responsible for the world doesn't exist. And the Prophet ﷺ made this very clear. I will share with you a hadith today. Very relevant. Mm. The Prophet ﷺ said, مَثَلُ الْقَائِمِ عَلَى حُدُودِ اللَّهِ وَالْوَاقِعِ فِيهَا كَمَثَلِ قَوْمٍ اسْتَهَمُوا عَلَى سَفِينَ the parable he taught us, the best of teachers, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, says the example of the person who's applying the shara of Allah, living according to deen, living according to the orders of Allah. And those who are not mm. are exactly like people who drew lots to jump on a sheep. 
Mm. We're on the same ship. The world is one. This man said this, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, 1400 years ago. Now we hear things about global warming and you find people discussing it's one world, everything you do affects everyone. Mm. This principle was taught 1400 years ago. Some are on the upper deck and some were in the lower deck. The example is that those on the upper deck are those who have deen, those who have knowledge of how to please Allah and how to live properly in this world. And those on the bottom deck are those who are still lost, confused. Shaitan has won the battle with them. He has grabbed them. They are victims also, you know, but they're in the bottom of the, the bottom deck mm. so those people in the bottom deck the prophet وسلم, when they wanted to have water they used to have to go upstairs you know they have to go to the upper deck to get some water they started plotting and planning every time we go upstairs we go to the upper deck to get water why don't we just make a hole at the bottom of the ship and have direct access to water so the prophet said sallallahu alayhi wasallam فَلَوْ أَخَذُوا عَلَىٰ أَيْدِيهِمْ If these people, if these people in the upper deck, now the responsibility is where? All directed to the upper deck. If these people in the upper deck, they grab those on the bottom deck, teach them what's right, explain to them, look after them, stop them from the harm they wanted to do, everyone will be saved. وَلَوْ تَرَكُوهُمْ وَمَا أَرَادُوا And if they leave them in their plan, whatever they're doing, Everyone, the whole ship will sink. The whole ship will sink. And yeah. this understanding is very important. The sin of this sinner, the haram the sinner does, affects me, mm. affects my life, affects my earth, affects everything around, affects the house of Allah. Look. Subhanallah. And in the hadith, these ta'un, these plagues, Allah, the Prophet mm. also taught us, mm. he said, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, in the, in the hadith that is, I wouldn't say it's very, very authentic. Mm. That's not the issue. The meaning can't be stronger, mm. can't be more apparent. Mm. You know, any people where fahisha, where sin becomes abundant, especially zina, not yeah. just abundant, mm. abundant and public, mm. no shyness anymore. So we're saying when zina, like sexual perversion, adultery. But there's a difference between doing this behind closed doors. Mm. Someone is too shy. I'm doing something wrong, mm. but I'm shy. Hatta yu'alinu biha. Fahisha becomes open. Mm. Yes, I'm disobeying Allah and I don't care what you think. I don't care that you see me. I don't care you bust me. When this happens, the Prophet ﷺ teaches us diseases that were not in generations before start appearing. They start appearing. And look, look at the world we live in. Yeah. It's unprecedented the way the, the, the publicity. But we've of, had so many warnings. Yeah. We've had so many warnings. AIDS came out. Ebola HIV. came after, SARS came after this. Mm. Every now and then, a new disease appears. Mm. That the world stops and wait a minute, we can't deal with this. Mm. You know. Now we're not saying that this sin affects only the sinners. Mm. What happens? Allah says in the Quran. Every Muslim should read. Allah says in the Quran, "Wattaqu fitnatan, la tusibanna Mm. Beware of tests Beware of the adab When it comes from Allah Azza wa Jal These things that come from Allah These hard tests This hardship When it comes It doesn't only come to the sinners It affects everyone Everyone in the ummah gets affected You touched on something like So so prominent I think it's it's so clear today Like the, the level of publicity When it comes to I guess sexual perversion I mean we have apps Openly promoted apps for, for zina, for adultery, for fornication. And, and, you know, younger people are getting on it and it's becoming popular. It's being like one of the most downloaded apps just promoting this zina. And then we're seeing that, you know, the Prophet ﷺ is warning us, you know, when, when such perversion, I guess, you know, takes over society, like we're seeing today, you know, we will see diseases. And, and you know, we don't want anyone to get triggered and say, oh, you know, we're saying this is a direct relation and, and it's, it's caused solely because of this. No, but we're just saying, you know, from... From our Islamic perspective, you know, when, when, when sins go up, you know, calamities happen, hardships happen, and, and, and it's exactly what we're seeing today. And I think this is not only Islam, by the mm, way. That's mm. Islam, Christianity, Judaism, yeah. all religions t- speak about the same principle. When mm. sin is abundant, mm. what's going to happen? When, when, when haram, disobedience of Allah becomes abundant mm. and open, mm. 
mm. everyone gets affected. Subhanallah, Sheikh. And I guess like on the flip side, when we look at it, you know, when, when, when sins are going up, we're seeing calamities come down. But on the other side, we also see in the Quran that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, you know, when, when, when good deeds go up, you know, barakah comes down. Definitely, definitely. Mm. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, وَلَوْ أَنَّ أَهْلَ الْقُرَىٰ آمَنُوا وَاتَّقَوْا The mm. promise of Allah, subhanallah. the promise of the creator, the khaliq, the sustainer is this. Mm. If the people آمَنُوا وَاتَّقَوْا Iman, belief in Allah and taqwa and piety. They feed Allah. Mm. They obeyed Allah. وَلَوْ أَنَّ أَهْلَ الْقُرَىٰ آمَنُوا وَاتَّقَوْا لَفَتَحْنَا عَلَيْهِمْ بَرَكَاتٍ مِنَ السَّمَاءِ Allah will pour, Allah said, Allah will open the doors of blessings from the heavens and the earths. وَلَكِنْ كَذَّبُوا They were ungrateful to Allah, ungrateful to the ni'mah of Allah, unthankful. They didn't want to thank Allah Azza wa Jal and appreciate what He gave them. فَأَخَذْنَاهُمْ بِمَا كَانَ Allah says also, وَلَوْ أَنَّهُمْ أَقَامُوا التَّوْرَاةَ وَالْإِنْجِيلَ وَمَا أُنزِلَ إِلَيْهِمْ مِنْ رَبِّهِمْ لَأَكَلُوا مِنْ فَوْقِهِمْ وَمِنْ تَحْتِ أَرْجُلِهِمْ Had the people of the book practiced what's in the Torah and the Injil, Allah Azza wa Jal would have given them. They would have eaten, they would have enjoyed from above them and from, behind, from under them. Well, they would have had a, an abundant blessings to abundant eat, drink. blessing. And Allah, Allah also promised in the Quran, man amila salih, individually, yeah. man amila salihan min dhakarin aw untha wa huwa mu'min, falanuhiyannahu hayatan tayyiba. Anyone who does good deeds, male, female, and he has iman, Allah will give him a decent and happy life. Yeah. Good deeds, lift the bala. Istighfar, now, 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 oh, wow. now is the time for the ummah. The mosque is closed, we understand. Mm. Now we want the mosques to reopen, we want this plague to be lifted. Mm. Easy, easy, easy solution for all the ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Abundant tawbah and istighfar. Istighfar, seeking the forgiveness of Allah azza wa jal, has an amazing, amazing effect on bala. Amazing effect. This is why Allah said in the Quran, وَمَا كَانَ اللَّهُ لِيُعَذِّبَهُمْ وَأَنْتَ فِيهِمْ O Prophet of Allah, as long as you are alive amongst your ummah, no abundant punishment will happen to this ummah. And if they are seeking the forgiveness of Allah continuously, if there's a istighfar in the ummah of Muhammad, this ummah will never be punished. It's a protection. You know, Nuh alayhi salam said, فَقُلْتُ اسْتَغْفِرُوا رَبَّكُمْ إِنَّهُ كَانَ غَفَّارًا يُرْسِلِ السَّمَاءَ عَلَيْكُمْ مِدْرًا Is there a connection between istighfar and tawbah and rain? Allah made the connection. How are you going to deny it as a Muslim? Allah made the link. Allah stretched a wire that you can't see between istighfar and rain. Between istighfar, seeking Allah's forgiveness and money and rizq. فَقُلْتُ اسْتَغْفِرُوا رَبَّكُمْ إِنَّهُ كَانَ غَفَّارًا يُرْسِلِ السَّمَاءَ عَلَيْكُمْ مِدْرَارًا Rain will come. Rain meant economy. Yeah, provision. Provisions, yeah. money, you know, cultivation. يُرْسِلُ السَّمَاءَ عَلَيْكُمْ مِدْرَارًا وَيُمْدِدُكُمْ بِأَمْوَالٍ You want money? Istighfar. وَبَنِينَ wow. Children. وَيَجْعَلْ لَكُمْ جَنَّاتٍ وَيَجْعَلْ لَكُمْ أَنْهَارًا Listen carefully. مَا لَكُمْ لَا تَرْجُونَ لِلَّهِ وَقَارًا Why don't you want to give Allah Azza wa Jal the awe and respect that is due for Him? We want to take Allah out of the equation. It's like we want... No, no, no. But some people that have no faith, no iman, they want the world, his world, to run independent of Allah. Allah no. Even we say to him, brother, you know why you're struggling? You know why this is happening? Maybe you should pray more in the masjid. Mm. Brother, no, it's, it's not related, brother. I just made the wrong decisions. I yeah. didn't study prayer. No. There's dunya and, and deen. We, that we want to take Allah Azza wa Jal out of all equations. Everything is just asbab, means... Do this, this will happen. Do this, this. No, it doesn't work that way. I guess, I guess, Sheikh, I, I can totally appreciate that because I guess a lot of people are going through grief right now. A lot of people are going through depression. They're going through a hard time. You know, we're seeing hundreds and thousands of people losing their jobs. I think it's an estimated two million people That's, at I risk. Think, that, I, yeah. I, I think it's a very conservative people, number. Yeah, people. So are many risk. businesses, so many sectors have been shut down. I don't think even the government knows how many people are off. So, so how can we possibly, I guess, in this very turbulent time, how can we maintain at least a sense of positivity? Because we, I really don't want people to watch this and say, oh, look, we're just adding to the grief and the doom and the gloom and making us more depressed. But I feel like, how can we 
keep up the positivity in this turbulent right, time so right now. Any Muslim, any Muslim, mm. when a test comes, it's a ni'mah of Allah Azza wa Jal to be tested. Mm. Take this, you have to take this positive. This is not negativity at all. Mm, 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 mm. When a test comes from Allah Azza wa Jal, as long as I'm alive, as long as I'm still Muslim, as long as I say La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah, I still have iman. You know, Allahumma, Allahumma la taj'al musibatana fi deen. Allah, don't test us. Don't make the, my musibah in my deen. In my deen. Any other musibah, any other calamity we can handle, alhamdulillah. Mm. So you take it positively. First, understand it's a ni'mah of Allah to be tested. It's a ni'mah of Allah azza wa jal to read the test. To know. This is nothing to do with, mm. you know, some people are blaming Chinese people. Yeah. So petty, yeah. you know. Ignorant. They, they yeah. don't want Allah in the equation. Yeah. Oh, you know why this is happening? Because, it's a conspiracy. You know, it's a conspiracy yeah. theory. Oh, yeah. it's, you know, uh, uh, some Chinese people, they eat, uh, you know, these yeah. animals. And that's yeah. why, Habibi, please but understand. Yes, Allah has means and asbab, but everything is from Allah. Allah put you in this situation. First of all, thank Allah for the blessing. تحمد الله عز وجل that this bala is not harder it could have been way more mm, severe mm, mm. it could have been in my deen you know it could have been way more harder than it is mm. this is why first we thank Allah and then we see this test what does Allah عز وجل want from me in this test how can I pass this test read the test learn how to you know alright now Allah عز وجل close the house of Allah I can't pray in jama'ah alhamdulillah so many a'mal of deen can be done. Is tahajjud stopped? You know? Waking up in the middle of the night now and right, crying, yeah. begging Allah Azza wa Jal in the night prayer for forgiveness. Has it stopped? Yeah. Recitation of Quran, has it stopped? You know? Has da'wah stopped? Now people, alhamdulillah, many people so busy before. Work, 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 work. I have no time for Quran. <laughs> you, yeah. you didn't want to give Quran sometimes, so Allah yeah. forced you. SubhanAllah Allah forced you into freedom I guess it's that dua I think you always say Allahumma farrigh awqatana Allah Azza wa Jal gave you free time Instead of disobeying Allah further And thinking of entertaining and wasting your time In more disobedience of Allah Netflix on tap right now The internet is going through the roof very high Exactly Now is the time for you to return to Allah You are complaining that you are busy you mm. are complaining that, oh, Allah, I have no time mm. for deen, I'm struggling. No, mm. <laughs> you've been laid off, alhamdulillah, you're free. For maybe six weeks, maybe six months, maybe one year, Allahu A'lam. So now, time for deen, time for dhikr, time for da'wah, time for learning, you know. Yeah. Learn Quran, learn the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Use your time in a beneficial way. SubhanAllah. Allah Azza wa Jal is watching everyone in this test. Everyone's being watched. Yeah. How did he react? How did he take it? Some people just gave up. Yeah. Some people, this you see this hoarding issue, for example. Yeah, panic panicking. Yeah. Panicking like Allah Azza wa Jal already killed them. <laughs> Habibi, you're still alive, yeah. alhamdulillah. Yeah. You know? We, some luxury was taken away. Toilet paper, toilet <laughs> paper for God's sake. You know? Yeah. Look how weak the human being is. Mm. But subhanAllah, if a believer reads this properly, you understand. Yeah. We always said, brother, where is your reliance? Mm -hmm. Sister, where is your... Everyone, every Muslim in the world, 1.8 billion Muslims, they all say what? Who do you rely on? I rely on Allah. Yeah. Allah is mawjood. It was never tested. Uh, uh, honestly, now Allah Azza wa Jal took the sabab away. Yeah. You are saying that your reliance is on Allah. Yeah. Now, Employment's Allah, took, gone. Allah took the job away. Yeah. You want a you want a job? Mm. You're not you're not sorry. You're not sitting at home. Don't want. Mm. <laughs> that's your field, and your field gone. is closed. Yeah. Your sector is closed. Mm. Now, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna worry? Are you gonna stress? Everyone. Are you gonna panic? <laughs> if you worry, if you stress, if you panic, this means that your reliance was on the means, not on Allah. Mm. The razak is always there. The sustainer has the sustainer gone. Is he not available to sustain? The sustainer is always there. He's always there, subhanahu wa ta'ala. His means are gone now. Yeah. Allah Azza wa Jal is seeing how you react. What will happen to your heart? You know? Yeah. They say a very, very nice story. They say a lady, her husband used to travel a lot, you know, for whatever da'wah reasons, he used to always travel. So one day her neighbor came to her and said, aren't you sick and tired of this husband that you have? He's always leaving you alone. Who's providing? Who's looking after you? So they said the famous statement. 
ذهب الأكال وبقي الرزاق. My husband is not my razak. My husband wasn't the one sustaining me. He used to eat with me my razak. He's gone, but the razak is still available. Why should I stress? This mentality, this understanding has to be in the ummah of Muhammad My job, Allah took it away. Alhamdulillah, the razak is still available. Uh, some, some of the, you know, they call it our uh, necessities and needs. Wallahi, there's so much, <laughs> so much available. The Australian government had to announce that we produce food for 75 million people. Triple the amount of the population. Wow. We've only got like 20 million somewhat. 10 But because of the hoarding and the panicking, it's not enough for everyone on the shelves. There's a supply chain problem now. Yeah. Why? Just because of the greed and the soft. Me, me and my family, you know, I don't care if others eat. I don't, I'm going to be prepared. I'm not going to be, you know, take it easy. Yeah. Take, leave it, you know, leave it week by week. Make a one week shopping, mm. <laughs> you know. But don't go buy all of Woolies I just because that, you're scared. That panic is, is, is real, Sheikh. And, and as you said, you know, this tawakkul, this reliance upon Allah, We've had it, we've, we always say, every single one of us has said it, but then, you know, while we had those jobs, while we had that food, you know, you go to Woolies now, there's, there's no food in the, in the exactly. market, it's like empty, and now we're suddenly realizing, hang on, you know, uh, I'm actually starting to panic, I'm starting to worry. Maybe and, now I need to pray to Raka'at yeah. <laughs> before I go to Woolies for Rizq. Yeah, like before, gaining something, bringing food back home was a given. Mm. What do you mean? Just go to Woolies and get. My money's in my pocket. Now you have yeah. to pray to Raka'at, you know, beg Allah before you go to find the product, I guess you know, to make it easy. You remind me, I think that the Sahaba, they used to make dua just for, for milih, the, salt. for salt. For salt. Yeah. Why? Because they knew even salt we can't get without the help of Allah. So every now and then, Allah shakes up the system that you have built around you, mm. the luxuries that you are used to, to make you realize you need him in every step of the way. Mm. So don't take this negatively. Mm. Take it as a lesson. Take it positively. Make dua. Mm. Ask Allah to lift the bala. Ask Allah Azza wa Jal to help all the ummah, Muslim, non-Muslim, everyone is struggling. Mm. The world is struggling. We all need this bala to be lifted. At the beginning, I remember at the beginning of the problem, Some people were saying, you know, oh, it's happening in China. Yeah, you know, good. They were doing this. and yeah. Now what's happening? We're all Now, now we're came all to your bus, home, so. Habibi. Are you happy still now? Mm. People are so selfish. People are so self-centered. They only think of themselves. Unless and until his luxury is shaken, then he returns to Allah. This is what Allah says in Quran. وَإِذَا أَنْعَمْنَا عَلَى الْإِنسَانِ When the ni'am are there, when everything is available, the son of Adam turns his back to Allah. He neglects Allah. Allah. You know? One verse, Allah says, when the harm comes, a lot of dua and begging, Ya Allah, please help us. Now you want Like right now, yeah. Uh, This is why the Prophet said in the hadith, teaching the young children, You want protection? Mm. You want the protection of Allah? Protect your relationship with Allah. Protect your relationship of Allah with, with Allah. Allah will be there for you when you need Him. Not only, you know, I know Allah Azza wa Jal in hardship only, only when, the, when I have no job, now I make dua, now I make a No, no. In your life, learn how to worship Allah, return to Allah, beg Allah for His help because you need Him every second of the way. Sorry to pause you again. But with all that talk about tawakkul and reliance upon Allah, I think it's also important we talk about asbab and taking by the means. And unfortunately, we have a really good studio and I wouldn't want the power or lights to go out. So whatever you can contribute would be greatly appreciated at www.onepathnetwork.com. Can we have the lights back on, please? Let's get back to the podcast. And I think there's a lot of that lost hope in Allah. And I feel like that if, if you're losing hope right now, it's, it's, it's like a very bad sign that you really need to just, I think, and I'm speaking for myself right now, we need to recorrect our understanding of what it means to be someone who has that tawakkul, that has that true reliance upon Allah. Definitely. SubhanAllah. Sheikh, where to from now? Like, what kind of action plan can we put in? I remember you said something about istighfar, you know, repentance. We need to be people of repentance. And I'll be honest with you, 
there's a lot of people they know exactly what to repent from. But I think one of the biggest musibah, the biggest calamities that has befallen today's ummah is like, we don't know what to repent from. That's I think, do, do you see that? Of do you, course. Yeah? The journey to Allah, ya Kamal, look, Allah said, mm. Now I want to return. Mm. The first step of any returning, I, wanna, I need to change my direction. I need mm. to return to Allah. The first step has to be some sort of knowledge. Mm. What does Allah want from me? Mm. The ummah now is so lost. Not only are they lost in terms of sin, many people don't know what Allah wants from us. What's mm. my job in life? Why am I here? What's my purpose? If I don't know what Allah wants from me, how can I repent? Mm. Many of us want to repent. Oh, brother, you know what? My, I, I, I need to stop talking to this girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, it's clear. He's, he's yeah. so... Yani, he, 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 he sees a few sins in his life mm. and he thinks that these are the problems. The problem is bigger than that. You need to learn first what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants from you. What pleases him and what displeases him. Mm. When this knowledge is there, then action is required. All right. I start taking steps towards Allah. You know, I need to stop this haram in my life. I need to do this fara'id that are missing in my life, mm. compulsory acts in my life. Mm. And not only as an individual, as an ummah. Because when we leave, so many of us are so in, in the vision, I want to be better. My wife and my kids, if mm. he's a wali of Allah, maybe my extended family. Mm -mm -mm. How about, look, now you see, the sin of the sinner in your country affects everyone. Now, with, uh, with what's it called, with, with the globe being as one village now, now the world, because of communication, mm -hmm. travel, social internet, media, yeah. social media, it's like no one lives in pockets anymore. Mm. The world has, is so connected. Globalization is a very big thing. Mm. The sin of someone in Russia can affect you now. The haram someone does in the Middle East affects someone in Australia. Our sins affect everyone in the world. You know, we have to understand this principle that when sins rise, Bala descends. And we are experiencing not just Corona, not just COVID-19. We're experiencing Bala and tests on a scale and a pace that's unprecedented. Look, just look at this year, 2020. Mm -hmm. You know, we started at the beginning the of the year with bushfires yeah. and then flooding and then uh, Corona. You know? 2020 just wants bang, to Bang, 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 yeah. bang. What's happening? You know, mm. the pace... The pace of the tests, it's so frequent, it's stronger. You know, our generation hasn't seen anything on the scale of, you know, this virus that's spreading nowadays. Blockage of countries, you know, uh, curfew in so many countries, military on the streets. Oh, what's happening, man? Mm. When these comforts are shaken, when these luxuries are taken away, it's a very good opportunity for every Muslim to reflect. Everyone should reflect. How can I become a better person? How can I help others? For example, nowadays, with the hoarding that's happening, mm -hmm. as, as simple as something as simple as this, you have a neighbor that's an old man. Mm. You, mashallah, went to Woolies, stood in the line from 6 a.m. in the morning, made it through and got paper. your toilet paper. Did your neighbor get? Does he have food? Mm. Does, your, does, the, does the old man across the road have, have food? And not just Muslim. Where is our akhlaq? Where is our mm. ikram? It's a great opportunity for the ummah to show manners, to show deen, to show the teachings of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam by helping everyone around you. Your neighbor has a right. Mm. I went, mashallah, and I got my groceries. How about the next door? How about the old lady that lives three houses down? Did she get? How about if you go and try with the 1.5 you know, yeah, meter? Don't scare distance. anyone, yeah. but just knock on the door. Say, do you need anything? Something as simple as this act, you have no idea how pleasing such an act is to Allah Azza wa Jal. And this act lifts the bala. If one person does it, two, three, four, ten. Imagine a suburb where people just start looking after each other, caring for each other. Allah Azza wa Jal will be pleased with the ummah. Things will change, you know. Don't belittle the amal, you know, as removing other from tariq removing any harm off the road, See, looking after your neighbor, 
sacrificing. Mashallah, you, you've hoarded and you have woolies in your home now. Share. Call people that you know maybe can't do something. Say, do you need anything? I have. Mm. These acts create mahabba and they, they bring love and they bring the pleasure of Allah Azza wa Jal. SubhanAllah, I feel like you know, we started off on a, on, a, on a real negative note, you know, masajid are being closed, people are losing their jobs, supermarkets are empty. But I feel like through this situation, you know, Allah has really opened the doors of opportunity. I feel like, you know, we can turn our homes into masajid now. You know, the da'wah that we've neglected so long in our families, perhaps, you know, now we can really take center Allah stage Allah. with this. You so know? much opportunity. When Musa alayhi salam and his people were... Oppressed by Pharaoh Historically mm. Israel. Mm. What did Allah Azza wa Jal say to them? They couldn't worship Allah Azza wa Jal openly like that They're mm. always mm. under persecution mm. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said وَأَوْحَيْنَا إِلَى مُوسَى وَأَخِيهِ أَن تَبَوَّأَ لِقَوْمِكُمَا بِمِصْرَ بُيُوتًا وَجَعَلُوا بُيُوتَكُمْ قِبْلًا We don't have a masjid to worship We don't have yeah. a public place yeah. to practice our deen in publicly mm. Very good Your home now can turn into a qibla your home can be a center of da'wah, of iman, of dhikr of Allah. Don't underestimate the closure of Masajid. Yeah. The houses of Allah are like stars. Mm. Imagine if you look at earth from, you know, from... from a Horizon, from, the open horizon. Yeah. From, from above. Yeah. So much darkness, so much sin, so much haram. The houses of Allah were the shining stars, the gatherings of the remembrance of Allah. All of this stopped. This has to be balanced. Now our homes have to turn into a'mal, dhikr. Open the book of Riyadh al-Salihin, you yeah. and your wife and the kids. Best book, yeah, give you that know? a plug. Imam knows Riyadh al-Salihin. Simple, simple, fada'il yeah. a'mal, you know, virtues of a'mal. Mm. Don't, don't be complicated, don't act like you remember Bukhari and start teaching for the Rome. <laughs> very, very simple, yeah. just, you know, the hadith of Rasulullah, read the page of the Quran, but read also the translation with it, for tafsir, example. You don't know Arabic, yeah. read the tafsir, you and your family. Mm. Expose, your, expose your family to the dhikr of Allah. You're stuck and you're stuck. Instead of watching Netflix and disobeying Allah Azza wa Jal, use your time properly. Watch one path. You know, <laughs> stay in dhikr. You know, yeah. exactly. Learn something beneficial mm. for your deen. Read a book that's beneficial, you know. Mm. Don't just think of wasting. Some people have that, I want to waste these two. Mm. They're not two weeks. Everyone is saying now, wake up to yourself. It's not, a two week, yeah. it's not a two-week experience. This is going for a while. Yeah. Ramadan is coming up. Allahu A'lam, if the mosques will be open Ramadan or not. Yeah. You know? It actually looks like they won't be open. Exactly. Yeah. So now, what preparation we have for Ramadan? How will my Ramadan be? SubhanAllah. You know? How am I going to pray taraweeh? Maybe well, there'll be no imam. If I don't know how to read Quran now, how will I lead my tarawih? How will I pray taraweeh at home? SubhanAllah. I guess that's, that's a very, very scary point. Like we're going to Ramadan very soon and... Potentially, we won't have that masjid vibe, that exactly. Ramadan night vibe anymore. Start it's preparing. You have one month. Mm. Maybe you need to jump online and learn how to, you know, mm. read. Maybe get on the phone with the sheikh even mm -hmm. and say, look, fix my tajweed, fix my mm. recitation. Mm. You know, whatever it is, fill your day with a'mal that are pleasing to Allah. Mm. Tawbah, repentance, istighfar, and dua, and good deeds. This will definitely change the conditions. SubhanAllah, sheikh. I feel like, you know, it definitely has opened the door of opportunity. And one of the most, I think, grand things that I have personally witnessed from this episode or this experience is, you know, never before have we seen the grandeur or the magnificence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I feel like this, this episode, this, this virus we're going through right now, it has completely withered away the delusion of mankind that we are powerful and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the king. And I feel like Allah, when he sends his signs, his sign, I guess, was very minute, very small. You know, something which is invisible to the naked eye. And, you know, when it was Nimrud, the tyrant, the oppressor that tried to go after Ibrahim. The, you know, was, the, mosquito. the mosquito. Sometimes Allah will send the smallest thing just for you to realize how great he is. And I think one of the other take-home messages right now that many of us can appreciate is know your Rabb. You know, use this time to know your Rabb. Know his, his greatness, subhanAllah. Definitely. Uh, look, there's so many signs. Mm. So many signs around us. But when we don't see these apparent signs, Allah Azza wa Jal sends clearer signs. Mm. <laughs> you know, before, if, you've, if you rewind six months, 
everyone was talking about the might of countries, mm. armies, you know. Oh, that was Defense, all. Yeah. That was all. You read the news. Oh, this country invented this weapon. Mm. They're doing this and mm. they're doing that. And what's happening? Habibi, <laughs> look what Wake armies up. now. Mm-hmm. Corona. Yeah. A virus that you, can't even, you can't even see with your naked eye. 100 times smaller than a tiny little hair. And you can't fight it. Mm-hmm. How can you fight something like that? Yeah. You know, till now, I know there's a lot of medical uh, statements and people are specialists are talking, but really, you find also a lot of tahabbut. Yeah. There's a lot of di- difference of opinion. Forth, yeah. what, what should be done? Mm. We don't know. Should we close schools? Shouldn't we close schools? How do we deal with such a virus? So much confusion. So much yeah. confusion. So everything that was set in stone, strong. You know, we were proud of, like Allah said, And the son of Adam became arrogant and thought he's in control. Our order came by day or by night. Everything changed. Who would have imagined that America, America would enter lockdown? You know? China with all the technology and this not lockdown. Wow. Australia and the system and the lifestyle. Lockdown. Superlama. You know, lockdown. Who, 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 who go so, tell someone this six months ago that this will happen, he would think you're joking. Yeah, no way, you know? Yeah. So all of these are signs. Allah said we will show them our signs in the horizons, in themselves. You know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala teaches whoever learns, learns. And whoever chooses not to learn and keep Allah azza wa out of the equation, he only harms himself. Jazakallah khairan, Sheikh. Thank you so much. Uh, Personally, what I can take home from this discussion is the fact that almost every answer revolved around the Quran. And I feel like if ever there was a time to turn back to the Quran, it's now. Thank you everyone for watching. I hope you found benefit in in all that was discussed. Um, Please leave your feedback and suggestions for future content. And if you would love to see more of these episodes, please contribute generously to www.onepathnetwork.com. Anything will be appreciated. Thank you once again. And assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.